Welcome to I'm Not Dead Yet with Judy and Travis, a podcast about living an extraordinary life with extraordinary circumstances. Welcome to the I'm Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm your co-host, Travis Robinson. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease at age 35 in 2014. And I'm Judy Yaris, your other co-host. My husband, Sandy, had Parkinson's disease for 18 years, and I was his care partner. Good morning, Judy. How are you? Hi, Travis. I'm good. I'm, I'm pretty good. I actually did something that felt normal to me this morning. I got to hose my back porch down, which I haven't been allowed to do things like that for five months, so four months. So it felt pretty good to just feel almost normal. That was pretty good. Awesome. Listeners will probably want to know that today's episode will be talking about the flightiness of symptoms, or we might describe it as the impermanence of symptoms. There we go. And um, we can uh, draw analogy, as we like to do on this show, to a Mark Twain quote (laughs) about how the coldest weather he had ever known was the summer in San Francisco. I'm currently in that fair city and can relate a lot to that sentiment as well as I can relate to the, you think it's going to be like one way, but that's just what you get for thinking. Yes, (laughs) that's absolutely true. Well, you know, I have my favorite expression, which is expectations are planned disappointments. So that's sort of in the same vein. Yes. And, you know, it's it's a statement of humanity. You know, we, we know that the best way to make God laugh is to make plans, right? Yes. Um, but when you have PD, we've talked about this, you have to plan so much. So how do you reconcile that? Um, and and for me, it's been real, like in the last two months or so in particular, it seems like I will start to do something, you know, whether it's eat breakfast or get dressed or something. And I will think, okay, this is how today's going. And by the end of the activity, it's going at a much slower speed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I'm going to adjust. But life does not always adjust with me. No, it's not. I think that's totally true. And I think you have to just roll with it. You know, there's there's not much you can do. 
You have to just accept that this is where it is. You're a little bit slower. And, you know, I I think back to when we used to try to make plans, and I say we would try to make plans because inevitably making plans was just not something that worked well for us when Sandy was around. And we just I just learned how to be accepting of the fact that it was going to be totally different than what we are planning. You know, if we are planning to be somewhere at 10, it was almost like we'd have to be up at seven. We needed a three hour window to make that happen. And, and even then we still might not make it, you know, we still might not make it. So it it's just this idea of giving yourself permission to have plans but know that the plans are not going to be what you planned. Does that make sense? Right. It's um, every date and time is flexible and everything is play it by ear. Yes. So in some ways, it is spontaneous, right? <laughs> I mean, right. if you think about it, in some ways, it becomes more spot. Even though it's not spontaneous, it's planned spontaneity. In some ways, you plan it, but then spontaneously, you have to figure out how you're going to get through all of this. Right? Does that make sense? Right. It's um, the spontaneity of keeping you on your toes as to which way it's going to go. Yes. I think that's it. I I honestly think (laughs) that, you know, I love this idea of the fact that we have to be able to, to give ourselves permission to try to make the plans, try to get organized, get everything ready. And I know, Travis, you've talked about this. When you're doing your climbs, you have to be so organized. You have to be prepared. Everything is is set. But then I know I've also heard you say that something's happened in the morning. You aren't moving quite the way you thought you were going to move. There, There's some little hitch in it. And I think that's part of having the PD, that this is just what happens when we're in a PD world. It's not quite the way we expect it to go, right? Does that make sense? Yes. And you've also, I think, let's let's address this for a minute. You had a new uh, DBS battery installed last week, right? I did. and. That's something that I can speak to. It was amazing. It was amazing to me how quickly I felt better. Um, Mm -hmm. The DBS unit, all of the literature, all of the um, material on the manufacturer's website, Um, all says, you know, that the battery will last three to five years for Mm -hmm. the style that I get, the Mm non-rechargeable. And 
Mine lasted two years, ten months, and a week. <laughs> so that was ever so slightly uh, less than three years. Yes. But it was meaningfully less than three years to me. Mm-hmm. The other thing that they all say, and this was a comment echoed by my neurosurgeon, was they all say that the battery life is, you know, linear, straight through all the way, like it never drops in voltage or in average. It doesn't go into battery saver mode or whatever. But I can tell you, as somebody who's very in tune with exactly what that battery is supposed to put out, Mm -hmm. it does draw that last month before I had it replaced was really fucking raw. Okay. So that's the reality of it. And maybe you're an exception to the case. You know, you may be that there's always, I always say there's always the 1% and somebody has to be the 1% of things that could happen. But that has been your experience. And at least you know that now. And you know that maybe just the way your body works with the DBS battery, that it's going to just be longer. Shorter, I mean shorter, not longer. It's going to be a shorter run for you. Yes. And that is based, I'm sure, at least in part, by the number of settings I change mm-hmm. and the amount of juice that I'm sure I use tinkering with it and getting adjustments every two weeks from my neurologist. Right. But it's good for me to know that I need to start really checking it around the two years, nine months window, so that as soon as it gives the alert, hey, your battery needs replacement. I can jump on and get it scheduled. Yes, that's a good idea. You know, there are, for some people, I just want to let them know if, if you, people that are not familiar with DBS batteries, there are versions of DBS batteries that are considered lifelong. Am I right? That are considered that you oh. don't have to change. There, there's a new. There are a couple of claims now that they're making that they have a, a longer shelf life. Let's put it that way. Yes. If you get the rechargeable model from, say, Boston Scientific, it is rated to at least 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I say at least because that is the longest ones that they've implanted were 15 years ago, still Mm -hmm. going strong. Okay. So that might be a lifetime for some folks. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. 
So I, th- I think, you know, it, it's important for people to understand if they're going to do DBS, they have options of the type of battery that they get. And yes. you chose not to go with rechargeable. Correct. Okay. So just so, so people understand that, that there are different options of DBS batteries that are available today. That wasn't the case before. And Travis, were you awake or asleep when they did your, your replacement? I was knocked out for the replacement, but Mm -hmm. let me also say that it was a 20-minute procedure. It was super fast, in and out. It took them longer to get me checked into pre-surgery than Mm -hmm. to do the actual procedure. Right. It's very short. It's a short little procedure. Outpatient. And I was feeling better that same day. That's fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. Why I like DBS is it's such fast response. Mm. I don't have to wait for medicine to trickle down through my Slow-ass GI tract. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And I also want to touch on another topic related to this, that sometimes when I'm getting ready in the morning, mm-hmm. I move faster than I thought. It's not often, but it is occasionally the case mm-hmm. that I'm moving better, feeling better than I planned. And wow, what an amazing thing. I can get done in, you know, two hours, but most Travis's take all day to get done. So what do you attribute that to? I don't know. And that, Judy, is the devil of the question. <laughs> if I knew which combination, proper sleep, exercise, food, vitamins, supplements, medication, right. worked all the time, I would be doing that. All the time. But that's the thing that makes it so like the weather. It is out of my control and out of my knowledge. Right. Well, you know, Travis, you're pretty structured in how you take care of yourself with your food, with your sleep, with your exercise, with you know, maintaining your meds. I, I think you're, you have a great system going. But even with that, there's always going to be variables. And I think, you know, we yeah. just don't know if you're going to get a, what I'm trying to think of the term, these new, um, the new weather streams that we get. Um, whether you'll get a super blizzard coming through on the Gulf Stream. Or whether you'll get an El Nino coming in with everything being super mild and rainy. Yeah. 
I mean, I think you just don't, you can't, you don't know what's going to happen and you just have to be willing to accept that this is just the way it is. And I think that's the part you're pretty good at doing is that acceptance that you you can't be self-happy. I'm pretty good at faking it at least. Right. I mean, I know it's frustrating for you, and I know that you have moments where you're it's not just all okay, well, this is just the way it is, and I've got to take it, and I'm okay with it. I know you have those other moments because I've heard you talk about them. So I think the idea is I always have hear people talk about 80 20, you know, like if you eat healthy 80% of the time, then the other 20% isn't going to totally do you in. If you exercise 80% of the time, the other 20% where you don't. I, I think if we think about that, if 80% of the time you're able to be in acceptance and and realize that this is just the way it is, that other 20% is not going to be so hard to deal with. You'll get through it. And I think that's the other thing that you always know is that you will get through it. You might have a really rough morning and by afternoon you're feeling pretty damn good. Yes, and that's really the catch is being able to have a flexible and spontaneous mentality that you can grab onto that pretty good afternoon and get a whole lot done. Yes, exactly. I I think when you feel good, do it. I mean, that was always Sandy's motto when he would yell at me, God damn it, Judy, leave me alone. I'm doing well. You know, like, (laughs) so I think, you know, you can, you have to, um, I think you just have to be willing to go with it in the best way you can and know that whatever's going to happen, this is just it and take it for what it is. Take it at face value. And that's that. most people can't do that, by the way. Most of us are not yes. willing to accept where we are at that moment. And I have a much better perspective this year than I've ever had before because of this recovery from this um rather intense procedure that I had. And it's taught me a lot about patience with myself and acceptance and understanding that it's just not going to be what I think it's going to be. And right. oh well, oh well, that's all I can say. <laughs> right. And it teaches us not only to have flexibility with ourselves, but we've talked or you've shared about how you would let others know, friends and family and other people know like, hey, he has PD. So, you know, it may take us a little while or right. we will strive to be on time, but we may not. Exactly. Um, yes. And- I think that- That's setting yourself up. Yeah, that flexibility hopefully can be extended outwards to other people. And so mostly I want to say 
give everyone a break because you don't know what kind of shit they had to deal with this morning. No, you're absolutely right. We are not in, you know, that old saying of, oh, you're not walking in in their shoes, you know, or no one's walking in my shoes. That's true. We don't know what goes on. Everything looks really good from the outside for a lot of people. I think this is the one thing we're seeing like with social media where it has become so dangerous is that everything looks great, you know, and everything is the curated version of life. That's a good way to put it. It's a curated version of life. And the truth of the matter is everyone, I don't care and whether I don't care how much money you have, I don't care where you live, what you do, what great job you have, everyone has something that they are dealing with. Even their internal demons that they may have that we don't think they have. I mean, everyone's got some something that they are wrestling with. And and so let's just be loving and kind and compassionate to others as we need to be to ourselves. And it takes a lot to do that. That's not an easy thing to do. Telling ourselves the same thing we would tell a friend is really hard. I am I am a great example of that. It's hard for me to say it's okay that you can't do X, Y, Z. But when I've talked with other friends, when they've had something and I go, well, that's okay. You know, that this is the time that you're supposed to just re- be able to enjoy this time or, or not push yourself. But we come from a society of pushing. That's what we do. Right. And so it's sort of bred in us that we're supposed to push now. And being able to accept the fact that pushing isn't always the best thing to do is that's a big lesson, certainly for me. Yes, for me as well. And I just think that if we can cut each other a little more slack, then our lives are that much better for it. Yes. I totally agree with you. It is. Which I would, um, at the risk of oversimplifying his message, I would say that that is the essence of what the Art of Happiness book by His Holiness Mm -hmm. is boiled down to is. Cut each one of the folks in your life a little more slack and cut yourself some too. It's a really good message and an important message. It is. And on that note, we can wrap it up. All right, Travis. Have a good day. Bing.